What's going on, Troy? What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Episode three out of five. Yeah, I like how we did the Corona handshake. We did. I mean, I would uh, usually I prefer an elbow air five, mm-hmm. but lately with stage one opening and all, I feel like I'm willing to have some more wiggle room myself. I like that. Get back to hugging eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Now we'll just, we'll just we'll just keep it right there, the knuckles. Are you a hugger? Oh yeah, of course. Big time hugger, man. Yeah. Close proximity. I like the feeling. It means I'm loved. It means I love you. So you argue that you're more of a lover than a fighter. It depends on what circumstances. Mm-hmm. I mean, circumstance, I guess. Absolutely. That makes sense. On the court, lover or fighter? Uh, I fight for what I love, that's for sure. Shit. Yeah, man. I like that. That's the episode. Okay, so. cut. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I want to I wanna actually take the intention for this one to really understand and seek why this game, why this championship had so much importance to you. And let's look back a little bit, dig into your past and understand for those listening to this, that there was a large amount of time spent in your life where basketball was gone. It was a thing of the past, from my understanding. You, you know, fell in love, you got married, you had a kid, you started to take new responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And you pretty much, I find from what it looks like in the outside in, realize that you know what basketball is just a hobby now guide me through just that first so i guess like right after college my, my like one little six month stint there i guess I almost felt lost because i like my only purpose was basketball and like i wasn't that smart so i mean basketball was kind of going out the windows partying drinking having a good time met my girl at the time and that was that was kind of it like i was bored with it i could jump out the gym it was fast, it was quick. I came home that summer. I'd play like here and there, like with Homemade and a couple of the boys, but like that passion was like gone. And then I started to like got myself in some trouble. And then I ended up going to like forestry school. Like I really wanted to like become a first responder. So I was like, okay, what's the fastest way? Well, I don't have like my 1001s. I don't have a driver's license at the time. I'm like 19, I'm like 20 at this time. And I don't have a lot of like. A lot of stuff going on for me. So I was like working sales, working like a dead end job. And I was like, okay, something happened in my life. And then I was like, shit, I got to do something. So I went to forestry school with the focus of becoming like a wildland firefighter. So I started doing that. So one summer after another season, I ended up moving to Calgary, still doing forest fires. And uh, in the wintertime, I like, do another chainsaw operated kind of jobs. And then like basketball kind of was. Yeah, like I wouldn't watch it couldn't care <laughs> LeBron James got traded to the Miami Heat I didn't watch a one single Miami Heat game what made the passion die down I don't know I don't really know I try to figure that out like daily I'm like well where did where did that where did that go I'm, I don't know I wish I had an answer was it as though you just woke up one day and it just stopped from there or can you recollect was it a combination of certain things that added to your result and no longer doing it anymore? No, I just, I think I was burnt out a little bit. Because all I did was hoop, man. Like, from sunup to sundown, I remember I would we'd get home from school, race off to, like, the rec center, like, 3 o'clock, be at the rec center for about 3.35, hoop to right till like, 11 o'clock at night. And that was, that was it. That was my plan. 
and college comes and I'm big man on campus, I should say, like not by much, but people knew who I was and it was is what it is. And then I remember cooking dinner one night and I look at 6.30, practice at 5.30. I didn't even like, I was like, okay, whatever, man. Like it just, I was like, oh yeah, I missed practice. Oh well. And that's kind of like, it just, I wasn't stoking the fire. It was just, it was just there. So yeah, so living in Calgary, just working, man, just trying to make a better life. And then I didn't even think about playing basketball. I went like, I think two or three times to a rec center and just, just could care less. It was, it was a weird place. I had all, I had all the access all the time. All the friends who would constantly text me, yo, come play, come play. I was like, nah, I'm going this, going there, I'm going here, I'm doing this. So it was, in a sense, all or nothing for you. You went from hooping every single day, you know, it consumed every single ounce of your free time, to suddenly feeling like you could care less about it. It was nothing. It was like you did not want to do it at all. Yeah, I just, I didn't care. It was, it was honestly the weirdest thing, because now all I do is think of basketball. What changed? Um, I think it has something to do with being a dad a little bit. You know, you don't ever want to see your kids see you without a passion because, you know, they may or may not have a passion. And if they're, if you don't really have one, they're not going to pursue one. That's a great point, man. That's, that's something that we very much so love to emulate on the second floor as well. When you are a father and then you look back on the moments of, let's say, not pursuing your passion, did it feel like that in a way where you realize, hey, basketball was my passion, but then I just suddenly gave it up? Um... Yes, you know, because I, I was playing like a little bit of men's league, but it was like more like grab ass basketball. Like I was just doing it with some friends, but it wasn't like, wasn't as like it is now where I'm like, okay, like I got to dribble 15 minutes every day or, or 15 minutes today. I'll, then I'll go for a run tomorrow. Like, you know, I'll, I'll plan, I'll plan my weeks out and my workouts around, around, around my kid and everything. Where now it's, I mean, back then it was just like, okay, cool. Saturday morning, see you boys there. And all right, like I'll probably be hungover like I always am, but I'll be there. And then like it just it just happened. Like, you know, when you make team make Team Canada, it's just like, okay, like do you go all in or do you half ass it? I remember like thinking about that, like yeah, I could take it for what it is and just have some fun and do some traveling and I think this would be kinda cool, or do I go all in and treat it like a pro? And I was like, Wait, I'm I've never been a pro in my life. I'm not really I haven't got paid so I was like okay so how does a pro treat it so then all of a sudden I started YouTubing and then I heard uh, Karam on your guys' podcast and then it just started like honing in on like Steve Sir and then just kind of reaching out to like some other trainers who kind of gave me some free workouts and stuff so I mean it went from one end to the next kind of in a blanket of an eye to say I can remember it not really because now I feel like I can't live without it. Yeah, wow. In a lot of ways, you created the environment for yourself to propel your love for basketball forward. I shouldn't say created because it's always been there, but my perspective changed. That shifted. Yeah, like, you know, like Inky Johnston says, professional, you know, is, is... Oh, man, screw that up. But anyways, like, perspective drives the performance. And I was half-assing it versus taking it now where I'm like, okay, once this is over with, 
what are your plans for basketball? Whether it's going pro, maybe going back to college, or maybe, or maybe just showing younger kids that that want to be part of the deaf and hard of hearing programs that there's 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 a place for you, and you can do something with it. Well, absolutely, being an advocate for it, right? And you know why I said in in, in alignment with perspective. Why I mentioned the concept behind the change in the environment is because you cre- you, you you did create that environment for yourself because when you didn't like the idea of going to basketball practice at all at that time, correct me if I'm wrong, you weren't watching YouTube videos associated with basketball, were you? Hell no. I was like watching rap videos totally. and just like trying to figure out how to make uh, Caribou Lou with 151. So exactly, right? Your, your whole just it sh- everything shifted mm-hmm. you didn't listen to any podcasts associated with ballers you completely had all that leave you mm-hmm. right and then it clearly was obviously with more time you've had it was replaced with other things mm-hmm. did you feel like you had in a sense like one normally might feel in a situation an identity crisis not really an identity crisis because I'd say I was shifting I was shifting more into possibly trying to get on with a fire department police ems or something even military but because of my hearing standards like i've got like 37 decibel losses in my both my ears so i mean quite quite a bit of hearing loss so i mean there goes any chance i had so that's where i got i think i got lost a little bit but then you know luckily enough you know i'm i'm working in a job that you know that likes me and stuff and you know i'm, I'm pretty good at but it was just like this whole community that took me in that created this environment for me. That's why I say I didn't create it. They created it for me because I saw kids that just wanted to play. That's all they wanted to do when I walked in that trial. It was, it was insane. And like, I remember like asking this kid, like, Hey, did you guys like when you're, when you guys is like, like, uh, like your games, your scrimmages. And he's like, what? And I was like trying to spell the win, but I didn't know how, I didn't know any sign. I knew very, 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 very little. Like, basically, like, thank you, was it. And I was like, W-I, and then I was like, N. I couldn't I couldn't communicate that. And then I was like, I got pissed off at myself. And then I was like, okay, you can hoop, but can you, can you simulate with these guys? And I was like, fuck, no, you can't. So uh, that environment was created by them. That they, they lit the fire. Wow. I see what you mean. With, with that in mind, what was something you felt like you needed to do? Because there was such a... How long of a time it was, sorry, when you were away from basketball before you came back to the championships? Uh, in total, I'd say almost if we would take... I'll even include like the three men's seasons I did play... Almost, almost nine years stepped away. Nine years. Yeah, from wow. from the age of twenty. I mean, when's the last time we played together? You remember right after high school? Not very long, right? It's twenty eleven. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. Yeah. So wow. twenty nineteen. So eight years. Eight years is a long time. Yeah. So your kid brought that back. Yeah, I definitely say my kid like kind of like said, "Hey, like, you don't, you're not that cool, Dad. You're just a tree guy." Did you ever feel like that with your own parents, with your mother or father, as far as feeling like you knew if they chased 
their dreams or not and that might have equated to your level of chasing your own dream or passion my mom had me when she was in her teens wow so i can see that but like my mom is like a hustler though she's got like she she's she's a grinder she's done a lot of stuff my dad's career military man a total badass like i grew up with captain canuck man like it was pretty cool like i like now like a lot of my friends and like guys my age say oh what do your dad do i'm like oh he's in the military he's infantry all this badass stuff and he was it's cool to have like that kind of like um mentorship you know my mom i had me at such a young age and my dad being who he is and what he's done with his life he's they got stories so i mean i mean at the end of the day that's all you're gonna have your smile and your stories so Mm -hmm. what's one story you can recollect that had a huge moment of really defining yourself that you know you're going to carry forward to your own kid oh man that's that's a good one uh to be honest like probably getting into Gallaudet University like barely studying for my ACT and stuff and just like I remember, like, finding out I was getting in. I was, like, crying in the car, like, just all teared up. Like, phoning my dad, like, I got in, I got in. I'm going to be a bison. Couldn't go because of financial reasons. But uh, that was a super impactful moment that I could tell my kid, like, hey, like, your dad was 29. And he got into school. You know, he passed and stuff. But, like, if if you let your passion run your fuel, it'll get you where you need to go without you knowing it. When you look at the game you love, do you what does your relationship look like with basketball as far as if we could compare it to parenthood? Are you are you parenting basketball or or are you are you basketball's baby? What does that look like? I would, I would it's like an uncle. Like it's it's all like I know it's always going to be around and those moments are going to be special. But at the same time, I'm like willing to 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 pass it on and keep those those stories special to me. So what I mean by that is like you know you may stay over at your aunt and uncles and they kind of let you do whatever and they think you're like like God's gift to the earth and whatnot and they give you back your parents full of sugar and stuff. That's that's what basketball is to me and essential of like a relationship. It's it's cool, it's fun, but at the same time I can put the ball down and just decompress I mean it's always going to be on my mind but it's always going to be I can level it that's awesome I love the way you put that thanks man so then when you won the championships why why was that the most important win for you in your life because it meant something that was bigger than myself and I was talking to Graham literally three weeks after we won on the phone and he kind of like still reminiscing about it and he goes hey do you realize we did something no one else has ever done our names are going to be in a book one day and I was was still dumbfounded by that moment because I was like man I don't have a ring for it oh by the way it's a division 2 national championship I got told I I looked online and people have made sure to make sure that Canada is the division 2 national champ not just not division 1 so (laughs) so I'm clarifying that right now (laughs) but um but still a national chip's a chip totally 
yeah, it was just, it was, it was like in her mind, like it was just like, it was crazy. Like we won. When you look back at this moment and you remember what, I can let you answer this in one of two ways. You remember what this championship has done for you as a person. I don't mean as like what opportunities it landed you. I just mean more so in your innate character. What does that look like? Or what what does that look like in general as far as basketball? Like what did basketball and what has it done for you as far as who you are deep down? As far as who you are deep down as a person? Honestly, the first one. I like that one better. Yeah. So the opportunity it's given to me is is open up many doors, which we can get into later. But uh, it's helped me create some friendships. I'd say like that. Like those memories are so so crisp. I should say like like you know we can hop on messenger and stuff. And when we see that when I see the guys, it's always kind of like drop everything what you're doing and go say hi and like you know just be, be around them too is is an amazing feeling knowing that we all have that uh that common thing of we're all national champs and we did this together yes it's a moment that's like been burned into like history history that no one no one knows and no one talks about no one blew me up on instagram except for you guys and, you know it's it's a strange thing because the opportunities have only you know led me to to hooping with more you know with with a couple of the guys that uh, I know here. So we were getting ready for the Canada Deaf Games. We we're blowing it up. I was getting posters made up through the the Alberta Deaf Society and stuff. And it's also kind of like led me on a weird track of like trying to get a sponsored by like Puma and Adidas and Nike and stuff. And you know I've been rejected three or four times by Puma, but they keep saying I'll keep sending them, man. And so it's been, it's been a weird, weird road, I guess, because I wasn't expecting to be doing this. And I understand with everything going on, everything slowed down, so have I, but I crave that feeling of opening up that emailing up just to have Puma say no. And then me basically copywriting that email, pasting that email again and changing up three fucking four, four letters, adding a paragraph. I almost look forward to that because that means I'm making noise somewhere. Totally, man. It sounds to me like you care deeply about sharing a very special moment with others. Yeah, like I said before, man, all we got is our smiles smiles and stories. Right. And with those stories you share with people, there's something special about being part of a pact. And that's something that you gloriously get the experience of doing Mm -hmm. when you're in basketball, as you said, especially when you win. Why, why is that so important to you, uh, especially when you look at uh, maybe deep down in your past, in your life, uh, think about your life outside of what it would be like without basketball or what friendships might have felt like, the idea of making friendships, you know, why, why is associating that love for being part of a pack of basketball so important for you? brother it's easy I don't have any brothers I've got sisters got seven or eight sisters I don't know but I got that many actually yeah legit facts so seven and a half you just got count 
Hang on. Four. I got seven sisters. Wow. I'm the only boy and the oldest. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah, so I like like being around dudes. Yeah. Yeah, simple way of putting it. But no, it's just like, I like that feeling. I like that feeling of just like that bond that it creates. Mm-hmm. I mean, it keeps keeps you sharp too, and keeps you honest and loyal. Especially when they, if they're true true guys, they'll, they'll keep you on your toes and keep right. you honest. What makes you get up every morning? My kid, basically, knowing that actually my kid and something else, knowing that someone else is outworking me at this very moment. And who's that? I don't know. Next guy up. Totally, brother. Outside of everything that we've shared and connecting on a deeper level with your past and making the connection to the championships, is there anything else you feel like you'd care to share at this moment regarding that long pause and that long break that you had prior to jumping back in? Not much, man. I try not to like dwell on that area or whatever the past the past mm-hmm. my car my car doesn't have a reverse just gotta keep going forward there's no point in looking back totally man and that's why i want to acknowledge you for the ability and realizing that you are clearly a person that is a showcase of one where no matter how long it's been since you've been gone from something you once loved that love for that something can come back mm-hmm. and it can take you back to a place that you were filled with, with so much joy and so much excitement and like so much energy despite your age. And then taking that and winning one of the greatest and biggest championships that one can attain. So that's huge. Well, thank you, man. No problem, brother. That's episode three. <laughs>